This is part two of Nazarene. Zero four one four. Here I wait on the rippling of the waters and the angels to descend at random, to announce the annual race for those of us who are missing our arms and legs. Never ask why God chose this for us or chose us for this. Which one is it, friend? When Mother pushed us through the canal, she did not foresee that our lives would be a race to flop towards angelic waters. Yet here I testify that living water rose and raced towards us. Towards us. Leap, O dustman. Leap for your salvation. And like God to our grandfather Adam, a dustman was baptized as a word echoed in the chambers of his heart, saying, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. None can know, not even the teachers, why one dustman reaches the water first, or why living water raced towards us, or why the Messiah cut stone and wood for thirty years. There is the problem of time again. And if it's moving in one direction, you must realize none of this is possible. The borders between life and death, the dust, the temple steps, the pool, fracture on the footsteps of the Nazarene. All the light that has remained captive for the eons, for the thirty years a man carved stones and ate at mother's table, now leaks into the air for us to breathe. By the footsteps of the Nazarene, life is now death, and death is now life, and father and son are son and father. Listen, you tomb dwellers, for the light let loose is making its way to you. 0415 Over the years, we've grown accustomed to your showmanship, the bent elements cataloged in Father's special books. With Abram's animals sliced in half, you burned as a smoking oven and a flaming torch. To Father, you spoke from a burning bush and led our brothers and sisters across deserts by night with a pillar of fire. And in the furnace of Babylon's king, you appeared to console the condemned, untouched by the flames. Your wrath rained as fire on the altar, on the wicked, on the captors, on the killers, on the 250 who rose up against our Father. Wasn't it you who set Sinai ablaze? Wasn't it you who consumed the sister cities? Only your voice we have heard and your form we have seen, yet here is a brazen Nazarene, the whip handler, the winemaker, the craftsman, the riddle king, the obsession of the baptizer carrying no fire. Lean forward, Nicodemus. Let them see your face has been touched by the light you cannot remove. Tell them you traded certainty for submission to a local craftsman wandering the countryside on foot. 0416 Bold is the Nazarene who advises fishermen to declare that our father's desert prophecies have been fulfilled by him. Yeshua of Nazareth, who spent the last 30 years making tables, chairs, cornerstones for Roman buildings. What was it you made again and for how long? Tell us what the man who can build a house with a word charges the man who can't. Tell us how many dustmen you walked past on your way to thatch a roof. Twelve disciples, twelve spies, twelve tribes led across the river Jordan into the land promised to grandfather under the stars of Haran. And this arc of time soaked in blood ends upon the head of a riddle king, 
and he, like Joshua, is the one to carry the fire of our fathers and lead us into the kingdom? This one is Jesus, Joshua, speaking Father's name to accuse we the obedient children. Step forward, bold Nazarene. Bow your head for the crown fashioned out of thorns. Spread your arms wide to be embraced with hammer and spike. 0417 Return to the table, O sons of Jacob, and bring your quivering bellies to be filled. The sun baked bread for each one of you and filled twelve chalices with his blood. He spread the subatomic elements for you, but are they not also for the scorched boy, calling out from beneath the bush? Are they not also for Mephibosheth, crutching towards us? Soon you will die, but your birthright remains. Eat and drink and eat and drink and laugh together at fondest memories of your father, so the sun can revel in your final reunion. Brothers, would it be okay if me and Fotine and all the cur puppies grovel for crumbs under your family table? We won't be a bother. As he speaks, the table grows longer and longer until there is a seat for every promised star. And one day you will come to see the castigated boy under the bushes eating amongst you too. One day you will discover bread can be multiplied and living water flows from his side. 0418 No one is going to kill you for multiplying bread or feeding the dustmen who crossed the seas and limped up the mountain to hear you speak. You are safe, O Nazarene, with your wonders performed among the poor, your charity magic. Feed 5,000 or everyone in the world and we won't ask what you've been doing for the last 30 years, while dustmen starved lying outside your front door with open mouths and crooked spines, curled hands and missing legs. Pursue your fame, O Nazarene, at any cost. Why should we slow you down? The problem we're having is the leftover bread. Twelve baskets, the man from Bar Shalisha, twenty barley loaves and two thousand men, mourning manna on the ground for forty years. How you've structured your mountain magic. Say what you're saying, O Nazarene. Say it once out loud. 0419 He baked bread for lost and beloved children, not wild curs. And still from these children he escaped into the mountain, worried they might cram the wrong crowd upon his head. The crown set aside for him at creation, like the well set aside for Fotine, was woven with thorns, not jewels, suffering, not glory. Reaching into the basket of leftovers, my cur paw is slapped. Wild curs over there, children eat first. Children, the argument for a cur Jesus hangs on mystery. Transfiguration, elements bent into submission. Roaming spirits, days out of order. Traveling freely through time and space, storm walking on water. He says it is I, so do not be afraid. But he is the one multiplying, multiplying five loaves with no leftovers. We are hoping that perhaps his intentions were broader than stated, that crumbs and a mustache may be enough to carry us from this age to the next. Dwell not on the leftovers, O oh my cur soul, but on mystery. Still, if it was I who sailed a boat on the water, would I look up to see him walking towards me? Or might he still be hiding in the mountain? 
My daughters, ask if you truly believe you are invited to take a seat at the table. Ask if you truly wish to sit among the dead. 0420. The local boy is talented and now wants everyone to believe he isn't the son of a man and a woman, but the son of God, the bread of life, the living water. Wouldn't it have been wonderful for him to perform these tricks and miracles a few decades back so daughter might still be alive, cured of the sickness in her lungs? Of all the possibilities, the most likely is that he is insane because I don't want to believe the son of my friends would cut stones for 30 years and hide his powers while I can still hear my daughter coughing in the night, something that borders on evil, not that boy, not him. My friend, I heard he offered for people in the crowd to eat his flesh and drink his blood. The case is settled. We shouldn't call him a boy any longer because in truth, he's grown up, but he will always be the son of Joseph. And the son of Joseph exchanges pronouns at random. Father, son, I, he, me, myself, one, and on and on, until we're twisted into knots trying to understand his insights about heaven and eternity, if he has any. This son of Joseph is clever and talented, no doubt, and I'm willing to go so far as to say he's a prophet, like the baptizer who appeared from wild places. But I can tell you right now, he didn't come from heaven. Hey, thanks for listening to Nazarene. If you would prefer to read this book rather than hearing me read it, uh, you can go to Amazon and buy a copy for yourself. Just search Craig Cunningham Nazarene. It should show up. You can also go to my website, craigscunningham.com and you'll find what you're looking for there. Thanks so much. Let's get back to Nazarene. 0421. Come along, Brother Simon, before our careers come to an end by being associated with the one who asked us to drink his blood and eat his body. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say it out loud, Brother Simon, and look into my eyes and say this riddle king isn't a stone-cutting maniac, but the truth-telling son of God. No, Simon, no. The magic on the mountain bought him time, but like the stones he stacked for 30 years, a case is being made against him. And it is you standing next to him with your throat exposed to professional sacrificers holding up their blades. Every step you take in his shadow dissolves your future. Don't you see that he's leading you up the steps of the altar for a blood sacrifice? No one will survive the Nazarene. My brothers and sisters, if you draw close to the power of life and death, you shall have the sharp edges of both. Zero four two two. The story changes when instead of walking in circles amongst the rolling hills of Galilee, far from the altar where he will be splayed, he puts on the heavy cloak to hide his face and points his feet at the storm gathering on the horizon of King Melchizedek's city. The storm gathers over the temple for you on the same day land is separated from sea. And all these years it is waiting for your return like a lovesick father peering out the doorway. Oh, my son, won't you come home to die, please? Won't you leave the hills and drench the altar with your blood that is living, potable water? To really get your life going, you or me or her. Just go wherever they want to kill you and see how long you can survive. Your hour awaits. Zero four two three. 
Sennacherib stands outside the walls waiting for the people in the city to grow so thirsty that they might unlock the gates and let him in because being clubbed into pulp is preferable to watching a child gasp for a drink of water. Ah, but Sennacherib of Nineveh doesn't know inside the walls the children fill their cups from the pool of Siloam, flowing coal from the Gihon through a tunnel into the waiting mouths of Hezekiah's children. How long will you wait, O warrior king? How long will you keep your sword sheathed? How long until you realize your crown is pyrite? On a feast long after Sennacherib of Nineveh dissolved into the dust of Babylon's footprints, the Nazarene stood in Jerusalem's temple to say that the words he spoke over the crowds flowed through him from the Father's spring. Drink, children, for the water is alive. Zero four two four. Still, Nazareth is a barrier to belief. A scandalized mother in the thirty years of cutting stones while everyone watched sweat fall from his brow and calluses form on the hands that traded a hammer for a whip. Keep in mind what Father told us might happen. Yes, but not like this. Don't be a simpleton fool. Not to mention all of our maniacal uncles writing down their prophecies in the desert. But you're overlooking key components because you want this to be the Messiah. And this wanting of yours has made you blind to the fact that I know a boy who grew up right next to this character who sneaks about the villages in a cloak and confuses everyone he meets with twisted metaphors. Yes, but what about the blind who now see? What should we make of the bread multiplied, water transformed into wine in a wedding? Friend, you don't see what is at your feet because all your life you have been trained to keep your eyes on the illusory horizons. This new troublemaker was born in Bethlehem. The register says so. At the dissension, the Nazarene peels back a thin layer of time and steps into the corridor. 0425 Like Sennacherib, some men will find their names written into the dust on the day of a windstorm. And then what shall we make of them? Father, put the rules in place and the rules stand. Civilization cannot exist without the stone tablets, and none could decry the official who picked up a rock and hurled it at the back of her head. Over and over, take this whore until the earth is restored to its axis at her final diseased breath. The vanishing whore means eradication, fulfillment of the theory that we begin with Adam's choice and not with Adam the reflection of good God. Rise, all you who are able to distinguish one image from another. Rise, all of you who can tell the difference between a true and a false reflection of God. One stands under judgment and one acts as judge. Yet the roles are confused again, as happens in the presence of the Nazarene who swept laws aside with an invitation to kill her. Why not? She too is made in the image of he who saves and not he who condemns. Yet on this day he says, go ahead and kill her. Anyone worthy? The young men full of hot fire for father's rules thought they might. I might just kill this whore. One sharp stone in my famous aim would do it. Until he put their names in the dust. Two tablets revised. And Sennacherib trembles in the wind. Am I looking at God on Sinai? 0426 
step by step, makes sense of the miracle, the mystery that transformed from spirit to flesh over millennia and now rubs spit and mud into your dead eyes. Present the happening on a timeline with every detail so the chemistry can be examined. The who, what, when, where exactly did this happening take place, all the way to what you had for breakfast. Do dust mend eat breakfast? How did you first engage this rabble-rousing craftsman? Are you hypnotized? Are you a magician's devoted assistant? Did he wield demons and ghosts at the tip of his whip? Everything, dustman. Lay everything on the table. Careful how you speak of sin, thou foolish dustman. You were born in sin. And sin like dust is your home, so death hangs on every single word you choose to speak. The five sons of Annas wished to know if this riddle king mentioned the prophet Isaiah, saving a whore from stones, or the cur puppy groveling for breadcrumbs by the well. Don't you think the time has come to remind men they are nothing? Don't you think we ought to remind the individual he is not sacred? Sennacherib wants to know about the water, the water, the water, and how much is left. The sons want to know if anyone remembers how to find it. 0427 O dustman, do you believe in the Son of Man? The Nazarene offers sight to you, but promises to bring blindness upon those born with eyes. Thunder rumbles in the hearts of all who hear, all who see, all who walk through the temple unaccosted because they do not make a bed in the dust, begging for penance, bread, coins. Have mercy on me in the name of God, good sir. The Nazarene came to the world to separate the blind on one side, the seers on the other, and by the sword make them switch places. Reality itself is madness until we understand time is not moving in the direction we think. I've told you over and over, my dearest, if we are on a linear line, then the collectivists are right and man is nothing but skin and bone. Like frightened children, the temple walkers say, to which side do we belong, O Nazarene? Ah, because you asked the wrong question, the Nazarene intends to pluck out your eyes and confiscate your bread. Judas asks the same question and discovers his sudden desire for silver. 0428 Since the day a well was dug for lonely Fotine, the clan of sheep have remained at the mountain, waiting on their good shepherd to return. The one they know inside of their blood by his smell, his gait, his whistle, the staff he carries to battle wolves who move in tightening circles by night. Impostors came to cut the throats of stragglers after coaxing them from the mountain with gifts, and it was the wolves who lapped up our remains, wetting their tongues and inflating their appetites so that the circle moves closer, closer, with dawn, thirty years or thirty million years from breaking. Is tonight the night of the wolves? Behold, a familiar scent is carried on the wind, and he walks through the door of the mountain carrying fire.